1: you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: and you are indeed locked on magic today is november 3rd 2017 my name is phil Reich. i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando MagicDaily.com here for you for a Friday episode of Locked on Magic. going to be a busy, busy weekend for the Orlando Magic with a pair of big games. First one against the Chicago Bulls on Friday and then a big one against the Boston Celtics on Sunday. We'll be previewing... The game against the Bulls on today's episode of Locked On Magic, and then I'll talk a little bit about a couple of big issues concerning the ma- or not big issues, but a couple of of some things I've noticed about the Magic early on this season that I don't think we're talking about very much or or or. or uh, uh, talking about in the way that I feel we should. And after a couple episodes where I've gone kind of negative about a team that's 6-2, and two, let's be positive today on a Friday on a game day. But before we do that, I do want to remind everyone uh, that if you haven't yet tried Draft, you should definitely do that. I had fun playing it the other day. Uh, there's some great Drafts going on over there, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, you can follow and play with uh, on Draft all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast work. Just like there's a great podcast called Locked On Magic, there is a Locked On podcast for every team in the NBA. So if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the Chicago Bulls, check out Locked On Bulls. They do a fantastic job covering the Bulls. If you want to know more about the Celtics, my honestly, one of my favorite Locked On podcasts is the Locked On Celtics podcast. John Corrales, Jay King, and the crew over there do a fantastic job covering the Boston Celtics. So check out Locked On Celtics as well. And Locked On NBA does a great job with league-wide issues covering the NBA. So be sure to check out all of that. You can find them on iTunes, as well as other places uh, that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Just search for Locked On and your favorite team. And on top of that, you can get the Locked On NFL Podcast Network as well. Follow the Jacksonville Jaguars and Miami Dolphins with Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Dolphins. But let's keep the focus here on the Orlando Magic and on... The big game coming up on Friday, or I guess every game's a big game, but the Orlando Magic will take on the Chicago Bulls on Friday, and this is a game that is a complete mismatch, it would seem. The Orlando Magic have the best record in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference, and I think the NBA at this point. The Magic are, are playing some of the best basketball in the league at the moment, and the Chicago Bulls... Well, the Chicago Bulls are not. This is a team that uh, looks very much like the Magic did at this point last year, or not this point last year, but at points last year. This is a team that is near the bottom of the league in every major statistical category. And if the Magic, you know, I don't want to say want to establish, you're not going to establish yourself as a championship contender or as a legitimate team by winning this game or by dominating this game. But, We are at the point where this is a game the Magic must win. This isn't like the Nets, where everyone assumed the Nets were a bad team because they were last year. The Nets are a better team, and obviously that loss on on, uh, Brooklyn's opening night in Brooklyn in the second game of the year caught people a little bit raw and and, and kind of stung people the wrong way. This is a game that the Magic absolutely cannot lose, especially if they want to keep the momentum they're building uh, and continue to kind of build the confidence that they have. Chicago right now just does not have a lot of offensive weapons. The best offensive weapon on the team is Larry Markin, the rookie from Finland as well as the University of Arizona, another Wildcat just like Aaron Gordon. He has played very, very well. He's been one of the best players on the team. But at 1-5, this is just not a good Bulls team. They are, 30th, they are last in the league in field goal percentage, shooting 8. Terrible 38.9% from the the floor. They're shooting 31.1% from three. They're giving up the eighth eighth worst field goal percentage in the league. They give up a lot of baskets at the rim. They're scoring only 90 points per game and giving up 101.2 points per game. That is the worst scoring average in the league, but... Interestingly, the best defensive scoring average in the league. So this is a team that's going to slow the pace down just a little bit. Their leading scorer is Justin, is, is Laurie Markkinen, the rookie, at 17.2 points per game. you got to watch him at the three-point line. He's making 39.5% of his threes on 7.2 attempts per game. But other than that, there's just not a lot to write home about with this team. They, they go big with Markkinen and Robin Lopez. But Justin Holiday, Chris Dunn, Denzel Valentine, there's no one there. That's really going to put a scare into you. And at 1-5, this Bulls team is as bad as it comes. They're playing at a little bit slower pace. That's keeping their scores down a little bit. But other than that, this is just not a very good team. Again, you look at the four factors. According to BasketballReference.com, they have the worst offense in the league, 94.2, and they're about middle of the pack defensively. So at least they have a defense. But with the way this Magic team has played offensively, There is no reason that the Magic cannot score on this team. There's no reason that the Magic, even with their defense, their defense has been statistically pretty good so far this year, even though there are definitely some weak spots. But the way this Magic team has played, if they make shots at at a halfway decent clip, they should be able to win this game. And and they should be able to win it based on their defense. If if their defense is fine, they will be fine in this game. Because Chicago is not going to have the offensive firepower to keep up with them. That's the way this Magic team has played. I mean, the the hundred points they, the hundred one points they scored on Wednesday are the fewest they've scored all season. So this is a game the Magic should win and should win handily. No offense to Bulls fans. That is the truth of the matter. The one thing, though, that might be pulling the Magic apart, or or could be a little bit of an impediment for the Magic. Is that factor at point guard? The Orlando Magic, as I'm sure some of you know or some of you heard, will be without some key with will be without at least one key player in Friday's game. DJ Augustin suffered a uh, hamstring injury against the Memphis Grizzlies. He came up lame, uh, going for a layup late in the first half, and is officially ruled out for the game. And it's not quite certain what the Magic will do. Coach Frank Vogel said that the Magic would uh, would uh, give let Alfred Payton you know, test, his, test his hamstring out, see if he can go. But there's no guarantee Alfred Payton is going to be ready to play. He's officially listed as questionable, so there's certainly a chance that Payton plays. But who knows if he will. And that's going to put the Magic in a big bind at the point guard position. Likely means Shelvin Mack starts. And it likely means that you're going to see Evan Fournier and Jonathan Simmons on the ball a little bit. That uncertainty certainly puts a wrench in this game. At this point, the Magic need to make sure that Alfred Payton is healthy. They shouldn't rush him back into the lineup until he is ready. If he looks ready to go, he should play. Period. Get him back into the flow of things, especially ahead of Sunday's big matchup with the Boston Celtics. But... Obviously, being down a point guard hurts, and Simmons has been very good. And Simmons has been uh, very good on the ball, especially. I, I don't think, I don't doubt that he can play the point guard at, of that second unit. It's essentially what he's been doing already. But yes, the Magic are being stretched pretty thin. It sounds like Wesley Awundu and Kem Birch are going to head out to uh, Iowa and Sioux Falls to play for Lakeland this weekend, and so the Magic will be down a few guys. This, this 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 week, this weekend. And especially if both Peyton and Augustin are out, that's going to be a huge, huge loss for this team, especially with its depth. And Orlando's been able to withstand all of this so far this season. No reason to think they can't again, but you just never know, do you? You just never know. So the Orlando Magic take on the Chicago Bulls. That is at... Um, 7 o'clock over at the Amway Center. Uh, should be an interesting game. Should you know, You'd know, you hope that the Magic put on a little bit of a show, or are able to get a comfortable win, get in and out of this one. But we will see exactly what the Magic do and, and whether the Magic can put their foot down and win a game like this fairly easily, even with the guys that they have hurt. It's been a fantastic run for the Magic so far through these first two weeks of the season. Sitting at 6-2, and two, best record in the Eastern Conference. Definitely, definitely a lot of work for the Magic still to go. But we will see exactly what the Magic can do. It's like, I, I always find these games interesting. I know that they can be end up being blowouts. You would hope that this ends up being a blowout. But, you know, you never know. You got to play the game. So we'll see what Orlando can do in this one.
1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: And, you know, no one really saw this fast start coming. You know, I, I think that we looked at the early season schedule and we were a little concerned. I mean, I've said it numerous times that, you know, I thought the Magic needed to get out to a fast start. I thought that was absolutely uh, important to Orlando and their ultimate success this season. They could not afford a slow start to the year year if they wanted to get the buy-in that they needed. But maybe we had it all backwards. Maybe, yeah, maybe the schedule isn't as hard as we all thought it would be, but, but it's been a challenging schedule. The Magic have had some nice wins already this year. But maybe we had it all backwards. Maybe the buy in wasn't going to come from early season success. Maybe the early season success has come from the buy in. And if we want to ask, where did this great start come from and where did this great chemistry come from? Because I mean, it's that there is a different feeling about this team. If you're not around this team, Every day or you know, most days, or you're not kind of, you know, you're obviously listening to this podcast, so you have an idea of of what's going on on a day-to-day basis, and maybe I haven't expressed it well enough. But there is really a different feeling about this team. Just watch them. Watch how the players interact with each other. I know there's been some some noise made about the Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier interactions, but look at how this team is interacting with each other. Look at the bench, how they get up for each other. That's something that the Magic have not seen consistently over the last five years. And it's not something that you can just say, hey, you guys have to be up for each other. You guys have to cheer for each other. It's not something that you can kind of demand in that way. It's something that is organic. And with this group, it feels organic. I mean, several players have said, I love these guys. I love being around these guys. I love playing with these guys. And it's very evident on the floor just how how that feeling has permeated the Magic. It's no coincidence in my mind that the Magic are playing this well and this way. But it's if, if we're going to view this season's success, I think we have to point as a big reason to that week the Magic spent together in California in August. Not everyone was able to be there. Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic were most notably not there. But a large chunk of the roster, organized by Frank Vogel and the coaching staff, got together for a week in Los Angeles to work out, play pickup, and Get to know each other. It was something they didn't do last year. They haven't, I don't think they've really done anything like this since Jameer Nelson was around and Jameer Nelson organized it. And it's not maybe something you do every year, but a, a spark seemed to be lit in that week. I mean, I asked about it a lot at Media Day about how, what effect that had on the team. And they said, you know, just getting to know the guys and hang out with the guys helped. The familiarity bump that Frank Vogel has talked about a lot and that we've talked a lot about on this show is definitely a real thing. The starting lineup especially, the the guys that were with the team last year, they know each other very well. And that comfort is evident on the floor too. But that doesn't explain how Jonathan Isaacs integrated himself or how Jonathan Simmons has integrated himself or how Shelvin Max integrated himself or how Maurice Spates has become a, a big fan favorite and a big cheerleader on the floor. That doesn't explain any of that. What might, what might help explain some of that is that week they spent together. And it may have just been laying the seeds for what was to come here. But it's hard to say that that did not have a major effect. It did not have the intent. It's it's hard to say it did not have the intended effect of bringing this team closer together, getting this team on the same page earlier in the season, and leading to this incredibly hot start. Getting to 6-2, obviously it's taken a lot of skill. Making shots is big and everyone feels better when they're winning and there's going to be a hard point in the season and we will see we'll and we'll see just where the magic go when that happens we'll see if there are any cracks and 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 i i've, I've talked a little bit about some of the weaknesses on this team uh in the last couple of days But the Magic are in a very, very good spot. I don't think there's any way around it. And the Magic have built themselves such a strong foundation. Such a strong foundation based off their chemistry and their style. Everyone is bought in. Everyone is playing for each other. It's not so much about the X's and O's. You don't win a game like Wednesday night's game, an ugly game where you make a lot of mistakes if you're not really pulling and fighting for each other. The Magic were pulling and fighting for each other that night. And they pulled through with a big win. And it's just that little something extra that's getting the Magic to that finish line.
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: But honestly, the guy that I think no one is talking about, the guy that wasn't actually at that, that Building Magic 2.0 meeting in in, uh, in Los Angeles this summer, the guy who I think is probably the most important player, to, not important player, but the most consistent player for the Orlando Magic so far this year. A guy that is getting a little overlooked and deserves some shine. And so we'll give him some shine right now. And that is Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier has been somewhat easily dismissed throughout the last year. I think a lot of people thought Fournier had a down year. He averaged a career-high 17.2 points per game but shot only 43.9% from the floor, 35.6% from beyond the arc. Uh, Both... Career low number, or for Fournier it was a low since joining the Magic. Uh, certainly down from his efficient play the previous year, and his three point percentage was a, a career low as well. So while Fournier scored a lot more, it was it was a down year for him. No getting around it. But and, and so I think the question with Fournier was, how could he get better? Because he was obviously still going to have to be a key player on the perimeter for the Magic. One of the few guys on the team that could reliably shoot the ball, even though he had a down shooting year. And one of the few guys that could break players down off the dribble. That may not have been his ideal role, but it was the role the Magic are going to have to ask him to play again. And it was not entirely certain if he could deliver the goods. So far through 8 games this season, Fournier is averaging 22 points per game. He scored 20 in at least he scored at least 20 in 7 of his 8 games. He's shooting 54.7% from the floor, masterfully working the drive as the defense ro- rotates to him, getting into the thick of the paint, using the extra space that Nikola Vucevic is giving him to get all the way to the basket. And he's shooting 55.8% from beyond the arc to boot. This is a guy who is playing aggressively and smartly. As Frank Vogel said a few nights ago, Evan Fournier's passing has been really impressive. And his assists are up to 3.8 per game. That would be a career high if that continues. And so Fournier is playing really, really well. And it's how he's doing it that I think is the most impressive. Last year, you know, Fournier wouldn't use the contract as an excuse, but last year there, there definitely seemed to be some pressure for Fournier to force things and to to try and create and be the guy because no one else was, and it hurt him. You know, you want to see young players get the chance to to try and expand their games and and experiment a little bit, but no doubt putting Fournier on the ball hurt him and hurt his production. And so the Magic had to adjust. And did they adjust? Boy, did they adjust! And really, Fournier was the one who made the big adjustment. I talked to him before the season began about how Fournier, about how he wanted to grow his game. And he said that he was really focused on simplifying his game and simplifying his role and responsibilities. He felt like he didn't have a very good season. He knew that he had a down year and wanted to make better of it. And so Fournier looked to expand his game by getting back to what he did well. And not only getting back to what he did well, but just doing it simply within the flow of the offense. Some of it is certainly that this offensive style fits him better. He doesn't have to attack so much off the dribble. Nikola Vucevic getting to, getting a three-point shot has has really freed him up. And the Magic know that they can turn to him. That they can rely on him to make plays and make shots. And that's where Evan Fournier is at right now. He is a shot maker. He is a shot creator. And he is someone the Magic rely on heavily within this offense, within a stellar offense. He is someone that they rely on Very heavily. Will defenses catch on to Fournier? Yes. Will his numbers revert slowly back to a mean? Yes. He won't continue shooting this crazily, as everyone on this team will. But while Aaron Gordon's taken a lot of the highlights for his tremendous jump and Nikola Vucevic has taken a lot of the discussion with his three-point shot, It's important to remember that Evan Fournier is the rock of consistency. Evan Fournier is really the player the Magic count on every single night to just be the guy, to fill in the gaps, and to make players pay when they leave him open when they are late rotating to him. That's Evan Fournier's big job. And so by simplifying that role, by simplifying that role, Evan Fournier has indeed bounced back. And is looking like a a much better, much more effective player for this Magic team. Everything that the Magic need this year. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher. Tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. We are also on the Panoply Network now, so be sure to check us out there as well. You can, of course, follow me on—you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. We'll post some of the companion articles— to our show there. You can also follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The Orlando Magic will take on the Chicago Bulls at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. We'll recap that game a little bit probably on Monday's episode, but we'll talk mostly about the Magic and the Celtics there. A big game on Sunday at the Amway Center at 6 o'clock, but for now, seven o'clock Friday. Magic versus Bulls. Always fun when the Bulls come to town. I don't care who's on their team, uh, but we'll we'll see what, whether the Magic can take care of business there and get to seven and two. Continue to to build that strong record. But for now, have a great weekend for Orlando Magic daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Ross and Reich. I will see you all again Monday for another episode of Locked On
0: Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.